Welcome to Fresh Bread from Candy's Kitchen. I hope you have been enjoying this uh, series on the Christmas story and the different players and characters in the story. We're getting very close now to the date that we celebrate the birth of Christ and excitement is building. But I would imagine that the excitement that was present on the hillside with the shepherds in our story was something that our excitement couldn't even compare to. Let's lay just a little bit of a foundation. The beginning of Luke chapter 2, it says, And there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And so this Caesar Augustus, we don't have time to get into all of the history and it would, it would interest you if you went back and studied it. But let's just say that the Roman Empire at one point had been divided into three parts and this Caesar Augustus basically did away with uh, his adversaries, and now he was the one ruler that ruled all of the Roman Empire, a large part of the then known world. And so Caesar Augustus, uh, the word Augustus gives, uh, gives just a little bit of a clue into who this man was. This Augustus meant exalted or sacred or he's setting himself up to be this god so to speak of the roman empire he felt so good about himself for all that he had done and all he had accomplished and he had brought everything under him and his kingdom and so he gives himself this title caesar augustus yes he had brought some peace to the world through strength, through wars. And so now here's Augustus basically sitting on his throne and there's a throne of peace. It's interesting to me that Jesus chooses this time to be born because we know that Jesus was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, we know also that Jesus didn't come to this earth to set up an earthly kingdom, but that one day he would rule and reign on this earth, but not at that time. But he was still, even though it may have been hidden, he was still the king of kings. There's a scripture in the book of Psalms that says, and it's referring uh, prophetically to Jesus it says, also, I will make my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. So here's Jesus born into this Roman empire, but he really was the king of all the earth. And then we look at the fact that Augustus had brought peace to the world. He really had through strength and everybody was now subject to him. But Jesus, who was born, was born the Prince of Peace, which means that he was the author of peace. 
he was the one that would bring peace when he could say peace be still he could say it because he owned it he started it so we have this Jesus being born into this world of Caesar Augustus now we know like I said, that Jesus was the King of Kings. And so here comes the most important figure in all of the world. So the question is, how was his birth heralded? How was, uh, how was his birth talked about? How did people even know that he was born? You know, we know the story and it's so familiar to us. And and I really have hesitated wondering, should I have even done this Christmas series because we know it so well. But I really think it, it's a good way to just look at it once again. But sometimes we look at the manger, Jesus being put in a manger, and we'll talk about that next week, even on Christmas Day, putting into a feeding trough and the loneliness and all of those things. Uh, but... Is that how his birth was actually heralded? Now, in our day and time, our churches, uh, it's not exclusive to the church I attend, but we have creative teams that uh, like to present things in a fun way, in a creative way, a way to get people's attention. But I have a sneaking suspicion, if you wanted to have my two cents worth, the heralders of the birth of Christ one-upped all the creative teams in our world today. So how did they do it? Well, there was an angel that came to earth. The Bible says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, referring to these shepherds. Now, I have seen pictures my entire life of an angel in the sky and there's a brightness, and we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. And then there's this host of angels that comes, and we have them in the sky. But as I'm looking at the scripture, and I am not starting some new doctrine, and you can believe what you want to believe because, you know, a woman didn't write the Bible. So we don't know for sure, but it says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And... Uh, some people say that that is saying that the angel of the Lord stood before them. So maybe this angel wasn't in the sky at all, but the angel just suddenly appears right in front of these shepherds. And so he brings the message, uh, fear not. And of course, they're scared spitless. They're, they're watching over their flocks. And all of a sudden, this angel just appears. And the angel says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This one angel, and we don't know if it was Gabriel. My guess is that it probably was, but we don't know. Uh, he brings the message of this birth of the Messiah, this birth of this baby Jesus. And he tells how to find this baby so they could be certain that his words were true. So here comes this angel heralding the birth of Christ. And then I want to think, let's look at it again. Who did they 
talk to? And when did they talk to them? And why did they talk to them? And we don't know all of the answers, but we can kind of think it through. So he, he appears unto shepherds that was in the same country, the same area of Bethlehem. Uh, to shepherds. Shepherds was not a high-in-society occupation. Matter of fact, a shepherd was a lowly person. Uh, they were smelly uh, persons. Somebody said not too long ago that, that shepherds smelled like their sheep. Uh, now, what we do know is what some scholars have told us, and that is that these shepherds in this particular location, were possibly watching the flock and they were using those flocks, the sheep, the lambs, for temple sacrifices. And I like to think of that because if this is true, Jesus would have come really to put them out of a job. Because once Jesus was slain and put on that cross, we had no more need for those sheep. And so anyway, that's kind of a fun thing to think about it. But here's the shepherds maybe watching this flock. And it was very important because people would uh, buy these sheep to offer sacrifice. It was a low position. But you have to remember that Jesus, while he came as a baby, his purpose was to seek and to save that which was lost. It didn't matter how lowly a person was. It doesn't matter how lowly we are today. I'm thankful that he came to shepherds because there's nothing in me, there's nothing in my family tree that says uh, that I am elite, I'm a person of worth. But you know what? It didn't matter because Jesus came for the lowly and for that I am so, so thankful. Jesus could have... Uh, sent these angels to someone elite to show them to go to the stable. But no, he picked shepherds. The other thing that we see in this particular story is that the angel of the Lord comes upon these shepherds. And then it says, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And again, I'm not sure that means in the heavens, but right there where they were, I have a feeling that it was like this humongous, magnificent light was just shined. The glory of uh, often refers to light. And um, it says the glory of the Lord shone. So I believe that it was a light and it was uh, Hebrews actually chapter one and verse three refers to the brightness of his glory. And so here they are. Here's these shepherds. They're watching, they're policing, they're patrolling these sheep when all of a sudden here comes this mighty, magnificent angel and a light just shines all around them. Can you imagine that? I, I honestly, I would have been absolutely um, scared out of my, out of my shoes. Let's say out of my sandals. So 
they deliver this message and they deliver the direction, telling them where they can find this Messiah, this baby that's born. But then something else happens. And, and, and I'm saying this because sometimes we just look at uh, the message of, of the manger and we look at, the, oh, poor Mary and all, all these things. And yet at the same time, you have this contrast. You've got this manger, Jesus being put in a, a, a manger where animals would have fed, but not too far away, heaven, <laughs> heaven angels are descending upon earth. Now that is not lowly folks, but the angels of the heavenly host, not just angels, but the angels of the heavenly host, the ones that are before the throne of God, they appear. We don't know how many, it's just angels of the heavenly host and they appear praising God. And I find that interesting because in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 6, I, I read this scripture the other day. I'm kind of studying through the book of Hebrews. And I saw this and I was like, I've read this. Actually, it was a Bible quiz around this, but I never paid attention to it. And that's the reason we've got to keep reading scripture because scripture, you'll see something new every time. But in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6, it says, and let all the angels of God worship him when he brings the first begotten into the world. It was, it was stated, it was heaven's idea for angels to come and herald this birth of the Messiah. And so here's, here's these shepherds. They are wild. They are scared. They are everything. And they are standing there and maybe this it's it's like maybe paratroopers, except it wasn't coming for war. And all these angels just descend right around these, these shepherds. And they say, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So they are following the commands of heaven. You see, some people worship angels. We're not to worship angels. We're to worship God. Angels work at the beginning, at the, uh, at the, uh, oh my, I'm trying to think of a word. They, they only work when they get the command from God. Now I want you to think about something. Uh, they were commanded to come to let the angels of God worship him. And the shepherds are seeing this, but I thought about something when I'm thinking about God commanding angels. In the book of Matthew, now this is many years later, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane and they have come to arrest him. Simon Peter cuts the ear off of one of the high priest's servants and Jesus makes a very interesting statement. He said, I could have called legions of angels to come to help me. Some people say that's up to like 72,000 angels. Jesus had all of them at his fingertips, but it wasn't the time to call them. But when Jesus was born, it was the time to call angels. And the angels came with the purpose of giving glory to God in the highest and on earth 
peace, goodwill towards men. Wow. Wow. Jesus came and Jesus sent some angels to herald the fact that he had been born. He didn't send out a postcard saying, baby, Jesus has been born. He sent heaven, his angels, to come and do his big announcement. First, the angel of the Lord saying, you can find him there. Go there in the city of David. There's a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And there's a sign. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then all of a sudden, this multitude of the heavenly host just descends on earth, saying glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And then when the angels were gone, The shepherds said, let us go now into Bethlehem to see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. I would say, move over, Caesar Augustus. The real king was born. The king of kings and the Lord of lords. He did come. He did come. He will come again. And when he comes again, he will sit on a throne and he will be king forever. Glory to God in the highest. What a night that was. And so as I wrap up this little thought, this little rehearsing of the angels and the shepherds, I want to just say one little thing. If you go back and you you look at the words of the angel of the Lord that first appeared, he said, for unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But prior to that, he says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. All people, not just the Jewish people, but to all people. Jesus was born for all of us. It was heralded by an angel. And he came to be the savior of the world. I want to be saved. I want my friends to be saved. I want my neighbors to be saved. I want my family to be saved. I want all of us to recognize the fact that Jesus came to this earth Not just so we can celebrate and have presents. And I think that's okay. But he came to this earth for all people that we might be saved from our sins. So that he could put those shepherds out of business. Because he was one day going to give his life a ransom for many. He is our king. God bless you today. I pray you have a lovely last week before Christmas. Please, I know it's very difficult to be listening to podcasts when everybody's busy, but I thank you for listening. Please share. 
please um, give us a thumbs up on uh, Spotify or YouTube. And please, if you don't mind, let me know that you're listening. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And glory to God in the highest. And may you have peace and goodwill toward men.